August 30th, 2018. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Joined, as always, on Thursdays by the lovely and talented Steve Wolfong, Director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports. Steve, you open up tonight on the road. Where will you be? Good morning, Daniel. West Lafayette. I'll be stopping by West Lafayette High School before going over to the Purdue-Northwestern game. Over at West Lafayette High School is five-star defensive end George Carlatis, who's committed to the Boilermakers. Jeff Brown and company would love to have him tonight against Northwestern as the Wildcats come in with their eight-game winning streak, which is the largest winning streak in Power 5 football right now. Purdue won seven ball games last year with a football team full of guys that were not on recruiting classes ranked in the top 50. So Purdue definitely overachieved last year in year one of the Jeff Brown era. So we'll see if they can take another step forward in year two. I think they're going to have to grind to get back to six wins this year. And then I think you'll see Purdue start trajecting up next year. And then uh, uh, for Northwestern, they've been close a couple times. to, to They've had some opportunities to win the Big Ten West and haven't been able to get it done. They won ten football games again last year. And, and uh, Clayton Thorson, will he play tonight? Won't he play tonight? Uh, he's the top NFL quarterback prospect in, in the Big Ten this year going into the season. Maybe a Dwayne Haskins or, or something passes uh, him as the season goes. But Clayton Thorson's a legit pro talent at Northwestern. He tore his ACL in Northwestern's bowl win. Pat Fitzgerald has been coy on if he'll play tonight or not. But look forward to seeing the pads pop in a Big Ten game. Last year at this time, it was Indiana, Ohio State. It was a really good atmosphere in Bloomington. Good ball game. Paris Campbell took it over in the second half. J.K. Dobbins had a big game overall, and Ohio State pulled away late um, for a a season-opening win over the Hoosiers. As you can tell from that quality burst of information, Steve is ready for football season. We all are. Guess what we're not talking about today? Exactly that. We're talking football. Ohio State plays Oregon State this weekend. We'll be there with bells on. It'll be a bloodbath. I think we all got a little bit distracted by the goings-on in Columbus. I had never really looked at Oregon State. I kind of, in the back of my mind, just saw, you know, Power 5 team from the Pac-12. And then when you go look at them, man, are they bad at football. They are battling Kansas for the worst Power 5 program. So I think you can expect the Buckeyes to ring it up on the scoreboard, and that will be quite enjoyable. Weather right now, 87 and partly sunny. Noon kickoff should be a holiday. What we're going to do today is get Steve's predictions for the season. This is about the last day we could do this, given the goings-on of tonight. We're going to go through some Big Ten awards and then some national championship stuff. We're going to take advantage of Steve's knowledge. Steve, you mentioned J.K. Dobbins. He was not the Big Ten freshman of the year last year. That was Jonathan Taylor. You know this class as well as anybody. Who will be the Big Ten freshman of the year? I think that Adrian Martinez, the quarterback at Nebraska, has the edge going into the season. He'll be the starting quarterback in Lincoln. He'll touch the ball on every snap. And Nebraska kind of has to ride with him with his backup, Tristan Jebby, electing to transfer immediately after losing the job instead of recognizing that he was still one snap away from playing. Uh, So Jebby is gone. We don't know all the circumstances of why Jebby 
wanted to leave, or maybe they're out there and I haven't read it yet. But Adrian Martinez was the first guy that Scott Frost and his staff offered after winning their conference championship game at UCF. They quickly signed contracts to take the job at Nebraska, and then they offered Adrian Martinez a scholarship shortly after that, flipped him from Tennessee, got him in the boat, enrolled him early. He won the job. He'll be the starter. He's got some weapons around him. Nebraska's never had a 1,000-yard receiver in the history of their historic program. Did you know that? you got to have a feeling that's I visited Nebraska last year, and one of their off-field recruiting guys told me that, and it blew my mind. Uh, but got to think of Scott Frost's offense, Stanley Morgan or um, J.D. Spielman or Ty John Lindsay. Those are the three top playmakers. Those, are, those guys can go. He's got some weapons around him, a veteran offensive line. Nebraska should be pretty good on offense. Adrian Martinez, as long as the game's not too much for him and he's not a turnover machine, which Nebraska was last year. They were a pick-six machine. That really doomed them. Um, I think Adrian Martinez will be your Big Ten freshman of the year. Other candidates include Micah Parsons at Penn State. That's it? Yeah, I think it's a two-horse race going in. You got anybody you like? Um, I have one I like plays for Ohio State. I will say this. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that Martinez is the first freshman quarterback to start, or true freshman to start his first game there. I think Tommy Frazier even took him five or six games. So Frost has, has uh, hooked his, his early reputation there to a young quarterback. I think he's going to be in good shape. Martinez is very impressive as a prepster, so we shall see. He will not win this award. Who will be the Big Ten offensive MVP? So Trace McSorley is my prediction to to win that award. Uh, Four-year starter at Penn State with his best offensive line yet in front of him. College football is going to be moving in slow motion for him. I'm not predicting a Baker Mayfield type year, but we saw what Baker did in his last year with another year of college football under his belt, how easy it was for him against the against the best foes too. I mean, hell, he was terrific against Ohio State there. So, um, I, and, and when I say I don't predict, Trace McSorley may put up similar numbers. I doubt he goes number one in the draft like Baker, so that's kind of what I meant by that. But Penn State, they got a talented offense, and, and so I go with Trace McSorley. As my prediction, I, I think that Jonathan Taylor at Wisconsin would be the guy that's the biggest threat going in. Um, there's certainly, you know, several other guys you could point to, but those would be the two that I would point to first. If you're a gambling man, I can see that. I believe the MVP, and I've said this, will be Dwayne Haskins. Who will be the Big Ten defensive MVP? Uh, Nick Bosa at Ohio State. Yes, he will. Um, yeah, I, I, um, you know, I, he's he's the best player on the most talented defensive line coming in. Um, maybe maybe over the off season, someone on his own team passed him, uh, Chase Young. I don't know, but Nick Bosa is the Projected number one pick in the NFL draft by many coming into the season. Um, so I like that pick. I think that Rashawn Gary's the other guy you look at um, right now when you say Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, I think Rashawn Gary would have a, would be in the mix for that award as well. Who will be the champion of the Big Ten West? Well, Wisconsin's the easy pick. 
Um, I wonder if their injury or I wonder if their injury slash suspension at receiver will hurt them at all. This was a chance for them to be as dynamic on offense as they've been in a while. But you know their offensive line is the, is arguably the best in the country. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is a complete back, a home run hitter that can also wear you down and, and pound it between the tackles. So I like big, I like Wisconsin in the West. Iowa is probably the biggest threat to them with Northwestern and Nebraska in the mix as well. Man, if Ohio State's top receiver had been accused of what Wisconsin's top receiver was accused of, and one of the other receivers was accused of filming it, my guess is it would have gotten a little more coverage nationally than it did out of Madison, but I digress. Who do you, Big Ten East has been one of the main topics of conversation for anybody talking college football. Give me, give me your Big Ten East order of finish. If you can only do the top four, that'd be fine. Yeah, so I have gone back and forth on it, but I, I'm on record saying on, on, on my podcast, I'm going to go with Ohio State. I think they're the most talented team across the board. Penn State, I have two. I got Penn State in the two spot. Um, I'm going to go Michigan State in the three and Michigan in the four. Michigan's got to prove it. Uh, Michigan's just as talented as all of them. Um, they have to go to East Lansing. So that's kind of the factor there. Um, uh, it's going to be the most exciting conference in college football, division in college football again. So um, I don't know how it's – I made my prediction, but I, I also recognize that it could blow up in my face. Sure. Based on those predictions, you have Ohio State versus Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game, I assume. Who will win that game? Ohio State. Um, can Wisconsin – to me, they haven't beaten a they haven't beaten a team of that magnitude in the Big Ten title game yet. So, until they prove they can, I'm going with Ohio State. Yeah, here's my issue with everyone's Wisconsin love. If you do um, believe Shea Patterson is as good as as hyped, I just can't pick a team with the fourth or fifth best quarterback in the conference. I like Shane McSorley better. I really like Brian Lewerke better. I think Brian Lewerke is going to be a closet uh, or sleeper to be picked in the first round of the draft. He's a much better athlete than people seem to think. I think Lewerke's upside is, is way out there. And then you've got, yeah, but who else am I missing? Well, Hornibrook, dude? May have, you may have a point that Hornibrook isn't as good as some of those other guys, but it you would take his offensive line before everybody. You would take his no doubt. Back you would take it. You would take his. I know you. Some of y'all will say J.K. Dobbins, and I'm not mad at you, but I would just say the consensus going into the season is most people would take Jonathan Taylor, and you know we'll see how guys evolve. And, and obviously J.K. Dobbins is a great player, but what my point is is Wisconsin's got weapons, you know, and, and they're all. My my question is Wisconsin on defense this year, they lost a lot. And, uh, they did. So we'll see how they bounce back defensively um, uh, <clears throat> this year under second-year defensive coordinator Jim Leonard. Jim Leonard, he could hit himself, that's for sure. All right. The college football playoff quartet will be. So the four teams that I think will make the college football playoff, so Alabama and Clemson. 
I think that I think that we'll see Oklahoma back in there. And then it's up to do I take a Big Ten team or a Pac-12 team is the question. So do I think USC gets over the hump and, and, and gets in? I could see that. Uh, but do I, I'm going to go with so, – so I want to say Ohio State, but part what I'm struggling with is they play in a tough-ass division, obviously, the toughest in college football. And then does the off-field stuff affect this football team in any way? Um, so it's Ohio State or USC. You, you told me before the show i got to make a pick. So I'll, I'll, I'll go with the Buckeyes because if, all things, if they both have a loss, all things even Ohio State will get in over USC. Well, I think the quality, like you said, of the Big Ten East would be the differentiating factor in that case. USC will have to be a game better than Ohio State to get in over Ohio State. Or anyone from I like your picks. I think think your listening public here on the show will like your picks. Before we we head out, it is uh, recruiting time. There will be some guys on campus this weekend. It's not the opener that... Sex appeal-wise would draw a huge crowd, and it's a 12 o'clock kickoff on Saturday, so you can't get a ton of dudes in there from out of town. What's your vibe on Ohio State right now? Who do you think the three or four recruits are they're focusing on the most as we get the season started? First of all, with Ohio State, I want to talk about my man Pete Werner getting the start in the opener from Indianapolis. So he is right up there with Terry McLaurin now as my two favorite players on the Buckeyes roster and look forward to seeing Pete have a a good year, and what an athletic big linebacker core that's starting in week one with Barry Browning and Malik Harrison and Pete Werner. Those guys are big and long and, and fast. As far as guys at Ohio State would like to add, as this class continues, it obviously starts with Zach Harrison from uh, Olin Tangy Orange, the number two player in the top 247 player rankings. I would put him up there as a coveted target. Elijah Higgins, a receiver from Austin Bowie. Is probably a guy that they would love to land. Jameson Williams is a top target out of St. Louis. Cardinal Ritter, Trevor Keegan, Tyler Davis, Peyton Powell from Permian in Texas. Um, so those are a few of the names as I scroll through the Bucknuts target list to help me off the top of my head. Wando Robinson's a guy Ohio State would like to make a move for this fall. It's an impressive list. You people know the names. Once again, football begins tonight. Check that out. Get a little Big Ten action going. We know where Steve Wolfong will be. And then this weekend, we get rolling for real. Have a good one, Buckeyes. Take care, guys.